Father, thank you this morning. Lord, we bless and exalt your name. We give you praise and we give you glory. Thank you, Father, Lord, even as we go through your word. Lord, we ask that you speak to us this morning. Thank you, Father, for a word that will move us to another level in life. To you be the glory and to you be the praise. We say be that exalted in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Let's open our Bibles to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. We'll be reading from verse 26. Now that's concerning the birth of Jesus. But I won't be preaching a typical Christmas message this morning. Even though we are taking it from that passage of scripture. We'll be looking at a topic, a message that how shall this be? How shall this be? Luke chapter 1 from verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hey, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Verse 34. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country and with haste into a city of Judah, and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth had the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And, when is this, and whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, we are going to pick up some things from this passage of scripture. An angel came and gave a message to Mary. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. You are going to be 
You are going to have a son, you are going to conceive, and you are going to have a son. He shall be great, he shall be called the son of the highest, his kingdom shall be forever, and so on and so forth. And uh, I'm sure when he was saying all this, Mary must have just been laughing her heart. <laughs> I hope you, you are delivering this message in the right address. Because Mary now asked a very good question. How shall this be? Seeing and not another man. Now you may have dreams in your heart that you desire to fulfill. You may have things that, natural, that you desire to come to pass. But in the natural, you can't see a way of it coming to pass. You just can't see how it can be done. I mean, the more you try to figure out, the more confused you are. I mean, how can a single lady have a child? The angel could have waited till after their marriage was consummated. Then that message would have been well accepted. Is that not so? When you now come and tell a married lady and say you are going to have a son, okay, fine. But you now go and meet a single lady and you are giving her the message. How shall this be? No, oftentimes, we try to solve God's problem by our own thinking. A lot of times, what gets us into a problem is trying to work out God's part of the deal. We are trying to solve God's problem. How can this be? And we sit there trying to analyze, okay, if God can do this, if God does this, if God does that. You know, the other day, <laughs> I was, I was it, uh, who was sharing testimony here about uh, believing God for an amount of money, 5,000 naira. And in the world, they couldn't see where that 5,000 would come from. I think that was something. And, and I said, I laughed when I had that testimony. 5,000 naira. And to him, <laughs> 5,000 naira is as good as <laughs> 5 million. Because he can't even see where in the world 5,000 naira is going to come from. But to some people here, you don't even think of 5,000 naira. You will have spent it before you even know that you spent money. Is that not so? You will have spent it. But to him, when he shared that, and he was saying, Lord, and to him, 5,000 was a challenge. Now to Mary, having a baby without a male involvement was a challenge. To you right now, I don't know what is looking like a challenge to you. I don't know what is standing like an obstacle. And you don't, in your mind, you are thinking, how can this be solved? How can this happen? How can this take place? Listen to me. It's time to withdraw and allow God to do his work. Are you hearing me? It's time to withdraw and allow God to do his work. Stop thinking for God. Let's stop asking unnecessary questions. How shall this be? That is not your own part of the deal. A lot of times, that's what gets us into a problem. We try to solve God's problem for him. Uh, God, I know you promised this. But God, uh, let's just look at it. How can this take place? Oftentimes, we have found ourselves going along that line. I'm sure everybody here, if you will be sincere, you have prayed before, and you, after prayer, you are busy doing God's part, thinking how God can do it. Has that ever happened to anybody here? 
you prayed and you thought you've left it in the hands of God but you are still thinking how can it be how can it be Lord how can it be I'm, I'm trusting you to get married Lord with the list that they have prepared and they're asking you to buy bicycle and motorcycle and buy all kinds of things walking stick even for the father that died <laughs> I don't know whether the father is going to use the walking stick on the other side <laughs> asking for walking stick and all kinds of things they give you they put the list they put the football inside I don't know whether they have super goods in their midst <laughs> hallelujah and all kinds of things and you are wondering you look at your income you say Lord how shall this be how shall this be listen to me it's time to take your mind of God take your mind of what God how God will do it let God do his own hallelujah listen to me when he made the promise he's fully aware of his own capability when he said in John chapter 16 verse 23 and 24 in that day you shall ask me nothing whatsoever you shall ask the father in my name he will do it for you he that too have you asked nothing in my name ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full now how he's going to do it is not my business notice he said whatsoever you shall ask the father in my name whatsoever my god that's big can you imagine pastor darius someone comes to you and says ask me whatever you want ask me whatever you want you are going to say sir what do you really mean by that statement and he says i mean exactly what i say anything that you want you sit down uh, okay let's try it hallelujah the person must be sure of his account amen he must be sure of his account when he says ask then when you ask then he knows that yes you are, you are putting a challenge but what am i bringing now before giving you that offer he must know what he can do likewise when god makes promises in his word god knows his capability he knows what he can do so when god gives you an offer i don't know what promise god has given to you i don't know what dream god has put in your heart but happiness for you that dream can become a possibility that dream can become real don't allow the situation and the natural to cheat you out of it don't allow the things around you to cheat you out of it because oftentimes that's how the devil causes us to lose out on god's blessings he gets our eyes on the natural we'll begin to look at what is possible and what is not possible we'll begin to use our minds to calculate it and we come to a conclusion and we say well it's impossible so i don't know what that dream is i don't know what it is that god has laid in your heart but i have news for you it is possible that's the first you so we need to know let's stop this asking ourselves how shall this be how shall this be no whatever it is that god has given to you then it is possible so we are going to look at some few things this morning that can help us to bring that impossible dream to become a reality you may have a dream that looks impossible but how to make it a reality
a dream right now that in the natural you just don't know how it is possible i mean just like mary you shall have a son you are going to do this thank god that mary after that did not allow her head to intervene because the angel gave her another funny question answer the answer and said the holy ghost shall come upon thee holy ghost come upon me amen brother michael imagine you have a younger sister staying with you a younger sibling and suddenly you see her something is shooting out and you say what's happening she said the holy ghost came upon me what shall be your reaction <laughs> now you see when we read the story of this in today <laughs> you know it's just like i remember <laughs> I read something someone posted some time ago. He said, can you imagine as a wife, Jonah came back from his trip and told the wife that he was swallowed up by a fish. <laughs> For three days, he just came back. <laughs> eh? If it is you, eh, all the women here, your wife came back home after about three or four days and said, where is he coming from? He said, I was swallowed up by a fish. <laughs> eh? What shall be your reaction? <laughs> that fish that swallowed didn't kill you. <laughs> that fish will have killed you. <laughs> That's what a lot of people have, uh, is that almost they should have they will have said. Since he swallowed you, he should have just have killed you there. But he permitted you. <laughs> My friend, we shall get to the village because of this. <laughs> you know, when we read those stories in the Bible, they look out there, but this happened in someone's life. Mary definitely was living with someone, either with her parents or with a relative. What explanation did you think Mary would have given to them? The Holy Ghost came upon me. Ah, huh? Holy Ghost came upon me. You tell them, <laughs> you see, you and that Holy Ghost. <laughs> By the time I finish with you. <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah but listen this happened to people so the answer that the angel gave did not even help matters the holy ghost shall come upon thee and when the holy ghost comes upon you then you are going to take him that may look confusing but i love mary she wasn't bothered about that if you say it's the Holy Ghost that will come upon me, the question is, who will I tell that will believe me? Because even Joseph didn't believe her. If you read the Matthew's account, the Bible says, while he was thinking about how to put her away privately, how he was thinking how he didn't want to put her to a public disgrace. Thank God for the man, Joseph. It's not like a lot of men that I know. Ah, they will have put it on Facebook, internet. You need to see what people normally put on. After all these years, see how she paid me back. So if we are going to turn impossible situation to possibility, then we must understand a few things. Number one, believe that with God, all things are possible. Look at Luke 1, 37. And it will look part of the angel. 
For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Mark 10, 27. Mark chapter 10, verse 27. The scripture says, And Jesus, looking upon them, said, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things, not some things, all things are possible. That dream is possible. That desire is possible. You must have an understanding. It is possible. With men, it is impossible. But not with God. And thank God we are not dealing with men. We are dealing with a God. Your condition, you may have a condition that with men, it is impossible. Medical-wise, they've looked at it and they're as confused as anything. They may not know what to do. But listen to me, with God all things are possible. We are serving a God that nothing is too big beyond him. I love something someone said. The only thing that God cannot do is what you think he can't do. What you think he can't do. I've heard of someone putting a bulb without no wire. No electric source. And the bulb came up. And not all these, uh, what's it called? You know, there's this energy. It's any bulb that when you put your hand on it, it will come up. I'm not talking of that. Like the one we have out there. No? Just a normal bulb. How do you explain it? Without any source of electricity and they had light. Now, with our sense, we say, ah, no, it's impossible. No, with God, it's not. There's nothing impossible with God. <laughs> a car can move without a driver. Even without an engine, God doesn't need engine to move, to get a vehicle to move. It is you that believe that it is impossible. I remember I had uh, Joel Austin share this. His father, John Austin, went to preach in a place. He wanted to go and do a crusade in a place. And he got there accidentally he locked the car with the key still inside the car and they were looking for how to open the boot they couldn't all the materials all the equipment they used for the crusade was in the boot and they were trying to they couldn't get it so he told the people let's pray they say pray about what he said pray about the boots so that the boot can open they say pray god is going to open how will god open the boot without the key he said well let's pray all of them were looking at him that definitely this is one crazy fellow. He laid his hands on the boot and prayed and commanded the boot to open. And then he pulled back. And then after about two minutes, they all had the sound. As if a key opened the boot. So all of them, their attention was drawn to the vehicle. And they saw the boot. And God, you know, at times God can be very humorous. The boot didn't just swing open. And the boots started opening little by little, slow motion. And as it was opening, their mouth was opening with it. <laughs> as it was opening, their mouth was opening with it. And they came and, are you sure it is God? Are you saying God opened this boot? Now, with men, it is impossible. But not with God. If man can create a key, do you think that God can do better than that? 
It is we in our minds that often limit God. It is we that often believe that well, this thing cannot be done. And if the moment you believe that it can be done, then it is ruled out. Not because God can't do it, but because you believe that he can't do it. So if you are going to see God doing the impossible in your life, the first thing is believe that with God all things are possible. He said with men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. You find the same thing repeated in Luke 18 verse 27. Luke 18 verse 27. The scripture says, And he said, The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Look at Jeremiah chapter 32. Jeremiah 32 verse 27. And it says, Behold, I am the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? I am the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard? Is there anything that is impossible for me to do? I am the God of all flesh. Is there anything? I mean, that's God asking a question. Is there anything that is difficult for me? Is there anything that is beyond my ability? Is there anything that is a challenge to me? You know, to us, to we as humans, it may look like a big thing, but not to God. Hallelujah. Just like I used the illustration, to Samson, 5,000 was a hackling task. But there are some young men, they have 5,000. How much? <laughs> I had somebody share this. The two of them were praying. And one was praying for some millions, and the other was praying for about 5,000. And the man praying for 5,000 was praying so fervently with everything, he was distracting this other man. That man said, look, my friend, take your 5,000, and let those of us who want to pray better pray. <laughs> Let God listen. He said, well, thank you. God has answered my prayer. <laughs> now, just brought up 5,000. Ah, you mean that when we are praying, this is all you are asking for? 5,000, yeah? Take your 5,000 and leave here and let, uh, let's pray better prayer. Whether it's better prayer or not. Is his own prayer not answered? It's answered. <laughs> to him, 5,000 is a big problem. To you, 5 million. There are some people, that's your 5 million. It's not a challenge. It's not even a prayer point. There are people that if they lose 500 million today, they won't lose a sleep over it. Hallelujah. 500 million. That's the truth. They won't lose their sleep. So, that, understand that with God, it is possible. Number two, we are talking, how shall this be? Number two, get a word from God. Let get a word from God. Have a basis in the scripture for what you are believing God to do in your life. Have a basis in the scripture. I'm sure when the angel said this, the angel must have reminded Mary because you find that in the Matthew's account. Look at Matthew's account, Matthew chapter 1 now. The angel reminded Mary of a prophecy that was already given concerning a virgin having a baby. Matthew chapter 1, verse 22. Now, all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken 
of the Lord by the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. So this is to fulfill a prophecy. Where is the prophecy? Isaiah chapter 7. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and she shall call his name Emmanuel. So a prophecy has already gone forth. A word has already gone forth. And listen to me, once God has given his word, heaven and earth may pass away, but that word shall surely be fulfilled. Once God has given you his word on a theme, no matter what is happening, heaven and earth may pass away, everything may pass away, but listen, that word will surely be fulfilled. If you can find a basis for what you are believing in God, <coughs> you can find a basis in his word. Once you have a word for it, then you can be rest assured it's going to come to pass. How? I don't know. When? I don't know. Just like the choir sang some time ago. You don't know how and you don't know where. But it will be done. It will. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they came and met the prophet and said, Ah, has the Lord brought us here to die of thirst and all those things? And then the prophet said to them, No. Dig up trenches. Because this place shall be filled with water. And then he said, you shall neither see wind nor rain. I mean, the easiest way for water to collect is through rain. He said, but you neither see wind nor rain. But one thing I assure you, these trenches shall be filled with water. And the one I love the most in that passage is verse 17. Second Kings 3, verse 17. He says, let's have it. Second Kings 3, verse 17. 2 Kings 3, 2 Kings, chapter 3. Huh? Hallelujah. Because he was telling me no 17, so I was wondering. For thus said the Lord, you shall not see wind, Neither shall you see drain. Yet that valley shall be filled with water, that ye may drink both ye and your cattle and your beasts. Now give me verse 18. Verse 18, the next verse. And this is what? Let's read it together. And this is but a light thing. That means giving you water in the midst of the wilderness. Without you seeing wind, without you seeing rain, the Bible says it's what? A light thing. You causing, God causing your dream to come to pass is a light thing. Listen to me. You may need a huge amount of money. Nobody may give you a million, but all the money you need may come. 
say you may never see wind nor rain. But one thing is sure, this valley shall be filled with water. And the scripture says, and this is but a light thing. That means, to God, this is the easiest of things to do it. So, stop worrying yourself, how shall this be? That has been our problem. How shall this be? And we are busy thinking about it. How shall this be? And each time we think about it, we allow our heads to get you out. When God is just simply saying, learn to put your confidence in me. Learn to put your trust in me. Learn to rest in me. Don't disturb yourself about how it's going to be. You may not know how it will be, but I know how it will be. Hallelujah. Let me do the worrying. And how many of you know that God is not developing high blood pressure because of you? He's not. He already has it settled from beginning to the end. The Bible says he has already settled it before he started it. So what may be confusing to you, to God is not confusing. He has settled everything. Everything about you is already settled. Hallelujah. Everything about you is already settled. Get a word from God. Locate scriptures in the Bible. Have a basis for it. Have a basis. Is it you are trusting God for healing? And in the natural, men may say there's no hope. Once you can find a basis in the Bible, then you have a basis for who, on which to stand. Doctors may be confused, but God is not confused. Hallelujah. The economists may be confused, but God is not confused. The security experts may be confused, but God is not confused. Hallelujah. Like, I mean, just like in Nigeria right now, if you put your trust in security experts, you're on your own. I mean, every, to, like in our area where we stay, there's a police station close by there. You are passing the money. The road is free by evening. They've already blocked it. They don't want anybody to come near the police station. I said, if police is blocking road for themselves, <laughs> are they not supposed to be the one to take care of us? I said, so if police is blocking road for themselves, should I go and block road for our own too? And if everybody is blocking, who will get to his house? All of us will sleep on the express. <laughs> so your confidence must be in man. Get a word. Number three. Believe the word. Believe the word. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 1. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 1. Who had believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Who had believed our report. Who has dared to believe our report? Luke 1, 38. Who has dared to believe our report? When everything you are seeing is contrary to the report. But say, well, God, if you say this, I believe your word. Like Mary. And Mary said, behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. Be it unto me. Now, in the natural, she doesn't have who she will explain to that will believe her. You know, it's easy. Today, we are reading the story of Mary. Like I said earlier, to a lot of us, oh, Mary had a baby and all those things. We are reading that now, years later. Now, can you imagine when it was in the time of Mary? 
her parents wouldn't have believed her. He took an angel appearing to Joseph. For Joseph to believe it. I'm sure, imagine her friends, Mary's friends. Mary, ah, tell us now what happened. And Mary said, it's the Holy Ghost that came upon me. Now, let's just use illustration here. Let's say you have these three friends, Bisola, Bolu, and uh, Ifunaya, and it happened to Ifunaya. And then, Bolu and Ifunaya came and met with her and said, ah, tell us now, what happened? And then she said, it's the Holy Ghost. Now, when, and they tried to persuade her, she said, I'm telling you the truth, it's the Holy Ghost. Now, when they live there, what do you think Bolu and Bisola will be saying? <laughs> Don't mind her. <laughs> Holy, Holy Ghost, okay. We shall see Holy Ghost very soon. She says it's the Holy Ghost. <laughs> no, they, they wouldn't have. She set up herself for a ridicule. Now listen, there are times that when you stand believing God, everybody may ridicule you. But you know in whom you have believed. She said, do it unto me, according to your word. And in Luke 1, 45, when she got to the house of Elizabeth, Elizabeth said, blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which are told her from the Lord. Listen, if you will believe God, God will bring it to pass. If you can dare to believe his promise, you can dare to believe him to do what is impossible. Yes, to you, you don't know how. Leave it to him. Leave it. Let him worry about it. Just yes, Lord, I thank you because you've given me your word. And on this basis, I know that it shall come to pass. How? I don't know, but I'm not going to worry myself about it. I'm not going to disturb myself. I just simply rest and trust in your word, knowing that your word will surely come to pass. And Mary just simply said, Be it unto me according to your word. She simply believed what she had. You see, we need many of us to act like that childlike faith. You know, one of the things I love about children is children believe people easily. Children believe you promise a child something, that child is going to believe you. Is that not so? You tell a child, I'm going to buy you this. The child will immediately go out and tell all his friends, don't worry, next week, my dad is bringing me a bicycle. He is not going to ask the dad and say, daddy, please, do you know how much they are selling bicycle? And I heard that they've not paid salary. And you said, next week, you buy me a bicycle. Daddy, are you sure? They don't. That's the good thing about children. It's not their business. All they believe is, if daddy has said it, daddy can bring it to pass. And you know, one thing I love about children is this. They don't see anything as impossible. You are walking out with your child, and you are walking along the road, and then an aeroplane flies overhead. And then the child said, Daddy, buy me one. <laughs> Has that ever happened around you? Daddy, buy me one. And as of that time, even Okada, you don't have. And the child is saying, Daddy, buy me one. The child believed that his dad 
campaign to a child the, with father is the ultimate and listen to me the only truly ultimate is the almighty there's nothing impossible with him if he has made the promise he will fulfill it for you let's, let's learn to believe him the problem is the more we grow up the more complicated we become the less trusting we are because we have been uh, disappointed by many and we have allowed it to affect us and so when someone makes a promise to you you have to say yeah swear 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 <laughs> i love something someone said they were talking with someone and the, and the person said well let me you say i'm i'm let me be truthful with you he said so what have you been doing before were you lying all the way We've, we've, we've gotten to that level where people need to start swearing and all those things. No, we must learn to believe our God. What he has promised, he can fulfill it. Whatever he has said, he will bring it to pass. If he makes you a promise, God shall fulfill it. He has never failed before. It's impossible for him to fail. Virtually impossible. If he says it, then believe him. Believe him. He will bring it to pass. And if you truly believe him, then you start declaring it. He's going to come. I mean, Mary left that place jubilating. He did something about it. He, she went to the house of Mary, of Elizabeth. Her conversation changed. Everything about her changed. Listen, you can't believe God and be complaining around. You can't. The Bible says, we're having the same spirit of faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. You can't have the spirit of faith and be among the people complaining. Oh, this nation, this, no. I don't care what is happening in the nation. One thing is sure, God will make a way for me. No matter the economy of the nation, God is making a way for me. God will make a way for me. When one door closes, it's because God is about to open another one. The problem of many of us is we keep our eyes focused on the one that has closed. Eh? God, now why don't you open this one? God, why did you allow them to close it? God, eh, Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. You've just lost a job. Rather than sitting down there and moaning and groaning, eh, why did they sack me? If not for that man, self, this and this. Lord, I thank you for this job to have gone. There's a better one you have provided. I may not know where it is, but Lord, I thank you because you are guiding me there. Every day you are guiding me to that place of work. I thank you because a better one is waiting for me. And listen, God will guide you there. But rather than say, ah, you know in Nigeria, once you don't know somebody, once you don't do this, once you don't do that, and you are there groaning and moaning and doing all kinds of things. No, sir. I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. If God says it, then God will bring it to pass. I don't know that dream that God has placed in your heart. But as we are celebrating this Christmas, as we are commemorating it, I want you to know that what God has put in your heart, God is able to bring it to pass. Whatever it is that is a desire in your heart, right now it may look impossible, but with faith in God, it shall become a possibility. You know, and that's why I love the scripture of Mark 9.23. Mark 9.23. Mark 9.23. Because you see, with faith in God, all things are possible. All things are possible. No matter how impossible it may look. But with faith in God, it will become a possibility. Hallelujah. 
the scripture says, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. The problem is, can we dare to believe God? If you will dare to believe him, God will bring it to pass in your life. That's the problem. Let's stop analyzing how shall this be. Let's stop asking questions. How is it going to happen? Let's start thanking him and celebrate his goodness. If he has said it, he shall bring it to pass. How? I don't know. When? I don't know. But one thing is sure. My God shall supply all my needs. How he will do it? I don't know. He will, but he will supply it. And listen to me. If we take our hearts off people that we think that God will use, we'll be surprised that God has a million and more than one enough opportunities to supply your need. He can use people that you are not thinking of in this whole world. Listen, God can use people that in the natural don't even... I mean, they are, they are the least people that you think can be a blessing to you. But what normally gets us into a problem? We have our eyes on people. And if Brother Celestine can help me. And then, okay, I can't sort Oh, ah, with my car and hallelujah, my problem is solved. Your problem might have just started. <laughs> hallelujah. But listen, it's time. Let's simply believe in God. Let's put our hope in Him. Put our trust in Him. And I see God bringing it to pass. Father, we thank you this morning. Lord, we bless your name. Oh, we give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you, precious Father. We worship and exalt your name. We give you glory and praise. Just thank him this morning. I don't know what dream God might have put in your heart. What business God is laying in your heart to do. And you are looking at, how shall this be? How can I start? Well, depend on him. God will give you a direction. God will show you the way. He will make a way where there's no way. God will open doors for you. He will give you opportunities.